Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. All right. It's been a few days, five in fact. That's what we're going to go through here is five whole day. And it's really six days, but I skipped one. So we're just going to count it as five days in this bombing run. Um, you know, this is over the holidays, uh, over New Year's and so forth. So some things have been happening, some very interesting things. Uh, we're going to go through, try and get through all of it. This will probably be a rather long one, but I want to get caught up because I think what might be on deck for next week is going to be, uh, could be potentially very epic. So, you know, that's really the big question is where's all this going? You know, we've, we've seen over and over how they're just going to deny evidence. I've listened to the Trump call today. We'll, we'll cover that tomorrow, but you know, he's laying it out for these, uh, for Ratburger and Ratburger's just like, you know, look, we ought, we did a signature audit. And he's like, why did you do it in that County and not this other one? Well, cause that's the only one where we saw that we had any fraud. And it's like, well, the lawyers were showing you otherwise. And, and like, they're just playing so dumb here, uh, with this narrative that there's just nothing to see here. And it's so, uh, profoundly absurd uh, that's some of the some of the topics that we're going to cover as we go through tonight's bombing run on a couple of these days. There's some examples again of how this thing went down, what the uh, the earmarks are of this fraud, of the way that they pulled it off. It leaves, it has trademark characteristics that you can look for, and we're going to see this isn't the first election where this has happened. In fact, this has been going on for a long time. And we're going to look at one uh, at the race with Kerry. Okay. Uh, so why don't we jump in here? We're going to start right here with the Ukraine call. This is uh, about Biden. So uh, it's, it's uh, subtitles at the bottom here. I'm just, I'm going to have to read those for you. And you'll get an idea of what's gone down in Ukraine with him, with Hunter, that whole story, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, hunters over there doing deals. What kind of deals? Well, they're kind of shady deals. We're, we'll get into that. Um, and Biden is playing politics and sending or with or holding back billions of dollars in aid. This is why they do all that aid. You know, you had the COVID-19 relief bill where you guys got, uh, you know, a couple hundred billion and the corporates and the foreign governments and everybody else got hundred, six hundred billion, seven hundred billion. This is what it does. This is why they do that. And so it it was it's like a money laundering operation to move money from the US government to Ukraine to Biden's pockets and then back to uh, the big guy, right? So let's see what they have to say here. And I'm just going to blow this up. And yeah. All right. So he's something about I'm not wearing any pants. Um, I have a very nice mustache. I'm not real good with Ukrainian, so I'm doing my best to translate here. Oh, wait, no, there's... There's subtitles at the bottom. Good afternoon, dear colleagues. Today's press conference is dedicated to new facts revealing international corruption and external governance of Ukraine, meaning U.S. interference. Because of the leaked information about today's press conference last week, it was announced that I was being sanctioned 
by politicians from the U.S. Department of the Treasury under the request from Democratic senators. So they found out that he was going to come out with this, with their case, the same one that Biden said uh, that prosecutor needs to be fired uh, and, you know, make this go away. The, you know, this being the investigation into his son, Hunter, who he has absolutely nothing to do with and doesn't, you know, is not involved in China or any of his business dealings whatsoever. Whatsoever. No, there's no evidence of that either. Um, the Treasury Department of the United States, or at least rogue deep state elements directed by rogue deep state Democratic senators, decided, no, let, let's uh, put some pressure on there and have him considering otherwise. They really didn't want us to publish what we are going to release today. But we did not refuse a press conference. The state independence and sovereignty of Ukraine are at stake. Like, we can't be, uh, you know, run by some foreign government that wants to come in here and dictate terms to us. And most importantly, the opportunity on the basis of documents, Hold on. Facts, material evidence, and now the testimony of witnesses to return billions of money to Ukrainian citizens. I will definitely comment on the issue of sanctions later today, but I would also like to note the following. Demo-corruptionists are very afraid because documents, numbers, and shocking recordings support every word that we will voice today. With each new fact, a new entity, new posting of accounts, we are convinced that external governance and international corruption are Siamese twins with many faces of senior government officials, oligarchs, schemers, and many other actors who steal from the Ukrainian people. I love it that they have like all these different classifications of fucking petty tyrants in government and how they're all just a bunch of crooks and criminals and we deal with them all here, okay? <laughs> what will be disclosed today? Number one, evidence of withdrawal through financial holes of millions of dollars stolen from the Ukrainian people, laundered with the help of banks and laundromats in various jurisdictions and their subsequent transfer of the, uh, to the accounts of the company belonging to the Biden family. Number two, okay, so they've got the bank records is what they're saying. Like they use these loopholes uh, with our banks in our country to launder this money back out of the country uh, into the Biden's bank account, basically, into their shell companies that eventually gets it into their trust funds and who knows what else. Okay, number two, new recordings of conversations between the persons who appear to be the fifth president of Ukraine, Petro, whatever, and former U.S. vice president, ah, sorry, Joe Biden testifying to external governance, meaning U.S. interference. They're coming in, telling our government what it has to do in order to get the money. Did you think the money didn't come with strings, people? Of course it does. That's why they're willing to put it in the bill, because they can get what they want. It's, that's how it's used. That's why the U.S. spends so much when they're broke themselves 
$27 trillion in debt that will never, it's, it's impossible, mathematically impossible to pay it off at this point. Never going to happen. This ends in crash. And these politicians are in here looting the system, amassing your resources, your wealth for themselves and their family. That's what government is. Rewards your friends, punishes your enemies. If you don't see that, you haven't been paying attention. We will also unveil colossal corruption schemes related to the procurement of coal and gas due to which Ukrainians pay 30% higher utility tariffs. And of course, this was with the whole dispute in the winter and uh, they couldn't get the oil and gas deliveries from Russia because of you know, geopolitical stuff that was going on there. So it seems like Hunter, you know, the Biden crime family came in and made some kind of arrangement to get this in, but, oh, you know, we're going to need 30% tariff. You're going to need to pass this 30% tariff for us so that we can kick 10% back to the big guy. I mean, he is the big guy, right? And at that time, the highest officials of Ukraine and the United States participated in these schemes. Exactly what he's saying. That's what they did. When our people were freezing to death in the winter, we couldn't get gas and oil. They, they came in, created this scheme, and enriched, used it to enrich themselves. And put billions of dollars taken from the hardworking people in Ukraine and put it in their bank accounts. That's who these people are. Okay. I like this tweet from Matt Couch. It says, Dominion Audit in Nevada shows a 70% error rate. Allowable is 0.0005%. Nothing to see here. Just accept the results and shut up, peasants. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people are like, well, what's your source for this, man? And he's like... You all asking questions should have read the Sydney Powell's 270-page drop yesterday. So if you don't know this, she put out 270 pages of all of her key affidavits and the evidence that she's looking at and so forth. We'll get into, you know, it's really interesting, the game that they're playing in Georgia. We'll talk about that tomorrow. There was the call that was released between the president and Ratberger. Uh, and we'll we'll break some of that down, but... It's uh, it's amazing the games that are being played at every level, not just with the courts, but also with these bureaucrats that are in here trying to cover for their crimes. Okay. Everything is fine. <laughs> All right. That is the 28th, 29th. Uh, here we go. So Washington, D.C., there's this big march that starts, or big uh, event, whatever you want to call it, protest, uh, demonstration. It's demonstration, I think. Where all these Trump supporters are going to Washington, D.C., like fucking camp out on the lawn if you have to, whatever. And here is one of the hotels in Washington, D.C., uh, Washington, D.C. has been our home for 106 years, and we join with all of our guests, visitors, staff, and neighbors in, in our concern and desire for everyone's health and safety. We greatly appreciate the trust of our guests have placed in Harrington Hotel over the years, and we wish to continue to earn that trust. 
while we cannot control what happens outside the hotel, we are taking additional steps solely to protect the safety of our visitors, guests, and employees. <coughs> the Harrington Hotel will be closed on January 4th, 5th, and 6th. What days are this, uh, are, are this demonstration rally? It's the 4th, 5th, and 6th. We will not be accommodating guests with the exception of our long-term residents who call our hotel home. <laughs> so they're closing down the hotel to keep the Trumpers out. And I think it was Code Monkey Z that uh, posed a cowboy hat guy that posted, watch, the mayor will force all the stores close. And sure enough, I, I read something, I think it was today or yesterday, about the mayor issuing an order for all the grocery stores and gas stations and convenience stores and whatever to shut down for this period. <laughs> of course, that's only in Washington, D.C. There's still all the other areas, but they are... Uh, they're scared of whatever it is that's coming. This whole COVID thing is just the excuse that they're using to deploy whatever measures they think will help them. And I don't think there is any help coming for these guys. Okay. Oh, no, I definitely want to be back there. Now, back to the hacking software. So Dominion was actually, let me, let me read this to you. Uh, Hacking Democracy, GEMS Software, Global Election Management System, Total Votes, uh, Premier Election Solutions, which was formerly Diebold. Now, that was the, the first kind of electronic voting machine that it came out with. And uh, they actually used those in, in Dallas. I remember my neighbor got me to go vote with him one time. This was... Uh, 2007, six, I think, <clears throat> in some kind of election. I get in there, I see the Diebold voting machines, and I'm like, dude, no, you can't. we can't use those. They've been hacked. Let's ask for paper ballots. He's like, all right, man. He, he likes my activism. And so we, we sit down, and we're, we get in there, and uh, the lady's, like, directing us, and I'm like, whoa, whoa I don't want to use those. Those machines have been hacked. I've seen a video on it, and, I, of course, there's like, we went at the peak time at lunch when there's like 60 people in line. And uh, I'm, you know, talking about how those machines aren't reliable. I, I don't know that my vote will be counted. So I'd like a paper ballot to ensure that my vote can be counted. The other people in line are listening going, what? I, I, and a few of them were like, you know, I think I want a paper ballot too. And so... <laughs> They didn't even have booths for us. I think we were sitting at the table filling these things out. And one of the poll workers comes over and grabs my arm and says, sir, sir, you have to stop telling people to take paper ballots. We're going to run out and the county election official won't be here. It'll take him all day, half the day to get more paper ballots here. <laughs> so I did. I did uh, stop talking about paper ballots you know, while I was voting. And then on the way out, when there was like a hundred people in line, I said, excuse me, can I have your attention? Those machines <laughs> in there are diebold. They've been hacked. There's YouTube videos on it. You can go and watch them. They're not secure. If you want your vote to count, you need a paper ballot. We got the fuck out. <laughs> I'm sure those election officials were very pissed off at me. But my neighbor loved it. So, all right, that's Diebold, right? That was, this was back in the, in the era, and it was Republicans that owned it. 
And of course, now we have, well, Democrats are owning it. But really what, what you guys don't see is that the deep state owns it. The globalists own it. The people who are compromising all these politicians that can make them do whatever they want. That's what this is about. America, it is vital that every vote count and that every vote be counted. But the outcome should be decided by voters, not a protracted legal process. I would not give up this fight if there was a chance that we would prevail. But it is now clear that even when all the provisional ballots are counted, which they will be, there won't be enough outstanding votes for us to be able to win Ohio. And therefore, we cannot win this election. Darn it. Gave it the good college try there, Kerry. That's John Kerry. For People were listening. stunned. John Kerry had promised to challenge the machines and amassed a network of lawyers to protect the votes. And then Kerry stopped any investigation by conceding less than 12 hours after the polls had closed. Cliff Arnebeck, an Ohio election attorney, spoke with John Kerry shortly after. A call from Senator Kerry comes into the hotel room, which a group of us are there meeting with uh, Reverend Jackson. Reverend Jackson puts his phone on the table, hits speaker, and we're now in a conversation. The first part of the conversation is a dialogue between counsel and Kerry. And part of that dialogue includes Kerry sharing the fact that in New Mexico, no matter what the demographics of the of the jurisdiction are if it, if the votes are being counted by optical scan machines they're coming out for bush this is to anyone who's familiar with the situation this means Kerry knows there's fraud right because that is a hallmark at doorknob whatever they call it in their you know financial fraud analysis there are indicators of fraud and one of those indicators is, you know, let's say you have a 60-40 a split between Republicans and Democrats in all these rural counties in the state. And in the city, you have maybe 50-50, uh, let's say. Okay. And what he's pointing out is in this election, they had the data that showed a 60-40 split in all those rural counties, and except for the ones that were tallied by Diebold machines. Those were 40, uh, 40, 60. So those were flipped the other way and the other candidate won, right? So like a perfect indicator that fraud occurred in this elections and that it was the Diebold machines, the ones I was railing about and the old lady poll, poll worker probably still hates me to this day over, um, they were using right and it's not like it went away sure they got rid of that company because it got a bad name and oh let's uh, you know everybody knows blackwater we're driving around our guys are driving around shooting out of the back of a, a forerunner at innocent iraqis trying to get to fucking work and killing them and destroying their vehicles so let's get a new name we'll call ourselves xe or some bullshit like that same thing with these guys, right? They went from Diebold to uh, TNS to Premier to Gems to Dominion. 
It's the globalist. It's their system. That's why, you know, the Republicans were in charge of Diebold. It was a Republican-owned company first, and they were winning some elections with it, and then now we've got the Democrats in. Because it's not one or the other. It's the globalist deep state that's in here behind all of this, organizing this and putting it together. You need to understand that. So, so that's what he's just found. And Kerry knows this, right? Like he knows 100% undeniable when the Diebold machines were used, the count was rigged. In every other county, we get this normal pattern. How is it that these, these counties that use the Diebold machines are just so different than all the ones that don't? Because that's what they saw. In that election... And the optical scan machines are the clue? Yeah, he's, what he's saying is that it's the, the, the optical scan machines are being rigged to produce a result for Bush, contrary to what the voters, the votes the voters are casting. So this is not our conspiracy theory. This is not something we have to prove to Kerry. Kerry is sharing this as a matter of fact. Oh, well. Wonder what he got paid. Wonder what he got offered. Maybe a trip to Pedo Island. Who knows? I mean, you know, maybe Pottery Barn. <laughs> All right. This is interesting. So, um, won't comply with Fauci's fraud. Sent me this. And it's a video from somebody, you know, like I didn't know this guy before. I'd never, never heard of him, but uh, some of my viewers are familiar with him. Apparently, he's been around a long time. They like him, think, he, think that he puts out good content. This is uh, Rick Wiles. And, and he's talking about a call that he had with one of his intelligence sources. You know how these things are. Kind of take it with a grain of salt. Information, put it in your back pocket. Might happen, might not. But it's interesting to think about. A current member of a national security um, office. All right, I'm not going to name the office. I'm just going to say a, a, a government office in Washington involved in national security. Uh, that person is still employed there, okay? So it's not a former uh, retired member or something like that. This, this man told my friend last night that the Justice Department has the bank wires from China money to Hunter Biden and then Hunter Biden to Joe Biden. That they have now think about what we just watched from the day before. What did they what did the Ukrainian officials say? This is the investigation they didn't want you to see. We've got all the records. We know the loopholes they used. We know the banks that they used. We know where the money went. We know who it went to, and it's the Biden family. And now he's saying exactly the same thing, that that's exactly what they've got. Why? Probably because the Ukrainians gave it to him. All, he said, all of the wires, all of the transfers of money from China to Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden to Joe Biden. The money mm -hmm. transfer. Oh, and they're actually talking about China, but you also have Ukraine. I bet it's both. There's that Tony Bublinski said exists. Yes. Right. Who was the head of the company? Mm -hmm. And where did he go? Yeah, where has he been? Where is he? 
disappeared. Well, I don't blame him. He doesn't want to die, maybe. <laughs> so they're talking about the old business partner of Hunter who had those emails and came out and said, no, the big guy was Hunter, was uh, Joe, and this is exactly what they were doing and, and so on and so forth. He, yeah, he got would, dropped, too. I would have hit for the hills after he, he that. He put his life at but risk. He probably was wondering what happened to him. Yeah, he's probably going, I just... Okay. He said, Mr. Biden will not president. Right? All right. Mr. Biden will not be sworn as president. This is his source, again, talking about what's going to happen. Because it looks like, you know, Biden's going to win here. He will be arrested. What did he say? He said, Mr. Biden will not be sworn. Currently preparing. A... I, yes, that, that Mr. Biden is preparing to, the word he used was capitulate. Capitulate. Concede? No. Capitulate. Capitulate. Capitulate is a different word than concede. Concede says, I lost. I lost. Capitulate yeah. says, I, I surrender. surrender. Wow. I'm but, not going to fight. I mean, think of the optics of that of him being handcuffed and put into a federal agency with his son the son will go also according to this man so what i said was uh, well then they're going to make this is where it gets interesting so the, and this is why you know everything is coming up to this date on the 6th this is where they're going to certify the electors right so what he's suggesting or what he's about to walk through here is that they are going to arrest him before the electors get certified. So like, how can they do that when somebody's under arrest, uh, you know, and being tried for all these things and can't is in jail, basically held without bond. How's that going to work? Kamala Harris. Mm. And if, and if he, um, if he, capitulates or surrenders whatever it is and gives up the relinquishes the race well does that put kamala in well listen to this president he is no they're not he has to be sworn in first not only that but what and i gotta go we gotta read the u.s constitution he said the electoral college ratifies the president mm -hmm. and that the vice president uh it, they're not ratifying the vice president. They're ratifying the person who elected president of the United States. Right. So if if Joe Biden is arrested before the Electoral College meets, there's nobody to ratify other than Donald J. Trump. So he's when, the only one on the ticket. Yes. So when is the vice president confirmed or ratified? What he said was uh, after the inauguration with the U.S. Senate. I, I, I don't know if that's accurate. If there's anybody in my audience that's a, like a constitutionalist or knows the answers to these questions, uh, please put some comments in. Yeah, I want to get through the rest of the bombing run, but in the Q&A, this is something I'd like to, if we can kind of dig in and get to the bottom of this and see, you know, what it actually says or what, you know, something relevant here, I would love for you to bring that into the chat, so... It doesn't sound right to me, um, but the main thing is is that the Electoral College is is ratifying the election of the president. No, I we don't know. It's cause this has never happened. I mean, think and that's what he said. He said this has never happened. He said we're in danger. This man 
This is a national security man said to my friend, we're in dangerous waters. This has never Absolutely. happened before. And so I, I asked my friend, I said, does President Trump know these things? And he said, I don't know. And he said, he, he, my friend talked to a member of the Trump family and told him, and the family member did not know any of this. Now, did not know if he if he didn't know Trump it, knew or any. No, of, he didn't know of any of this stuff going on. That's very interesting to me. Like you know, I listened to the the call that Trump was on with Ratburger today, and like you can tell he um, he's been been briefed at a. I wouldn't call it a high level, but at kind of a, he's, he's got a lot of the basics. He understands the issue. He understands uh, why what he's saying is important. Um, he understands uh, like the significance of the points that he's making. And at the same time, when it gets into the details, he really gets lost a lot. Like he doesn't know the details. And I think that's, He's relying on a lot of good people going out and doing these things and they get, he gets briefed by them. So he's got, you know, he's, he's, it's not something that he really knows nothing about. Clearly he's spent some time, you know, studying all these issues uh, and getting briefed by various people. But below that, he really didn't know a lot of the details of what was going on. You know, there's, um, like when this stuff comes out, say an, an accusation or something, a lot of times it gets attacked by people that say, oh, this is FUD or this is not real, this isn't substantiated, whatever. And then usually the, the FUD or the, like the attacks get either proven or disproven. And so then, you, you know, there's varying levels. He's certainly not anything there to where somebody can bring up a point and he knows how to defeat that point because he's got that in-depth knowledge. That's kind of what he he understands, at least that I picked up from listening to that call earlier today. Okay. Now, it is conceivable that this is at such a high level of national security mm -hmm. that even the president doesn't know about it. Yeah, but the donor knew about it, the, the bundler. Anyway. Really interesting discussion. This is only four minutes. There's 12 total, and they go through, uh, you know, a lot of different things here. I don't know, lap, the laptops and the FBI, you know, being corrupt and on and on. So it's a good discussion. If you want said he was providing. How about the If you want to look this up, this is Rick Wiles says Biden will not be sworn in. He will be arrested. So we'll see. Um, okay. Let's go back here. And we've got old Joe telling the truth again. I took it to instill public confidence in the vaccine. President-elect Harris took it, took hers today for the same. Wait, who? Who, who is that, Joe? Vaccine. President-elect Harris took it. President-elect Harris, you mean your vice president, or is this after you talking about after you get you know the illness 
and you step down and she comes becomes the president is that what you're talking about joe okay thanks thanks joe come on man all right i love this one told y'all it was coming once the election is settled we can start talking about the breakaway civilization the new electrics and more it's one of my favorite topics and what i'm pointing to i don't think i want whatsapp open <laughs> uh is this right here joe rogan tweeted this out COVID-19 bills from the New York Post. COVID-19 bills started a 180-day countdown for UFO disclosures. And Joe's commenting, seriously, how weird is it that they slipped this into a COVID-19 relief bill? I have a feeling 2021 is going to be strange as fuck. Joe, I think you have no idea. Wait till Trump comes on your show and starts disclosing some of this to your audience. It's going to be an epic fucking show like you won't believe. And maybe you'll figure out that Cliff High saw this and the remote viewers saw it and you'll start looking into that stuff and sharing those ideas with people because it's absolutely mind-blowing what they're doing as well. All right, uh, there's a little text here from the story that he quotes, which I think is important. Uh, President Trump's signature Sunday on the $2.3 trillion COVID-19 relief bill and government funding bill started a 180-day countdown for the Pentagon and spy agencies to say what they know about UFOs, or UAPs is what they're called now, uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. The provision received very little attention in part because it wasn't included in the text of the 5,593-page legislation, but as a committee comment attached to the annual something. So that's very interesting. I guess the committee, uh, how would they do that, though? Is it is it valid if that's the case? But I think, you know, we're in the midst of disclosure, and the veil is thinning, whatever you want to think about it, around the, on the same day. Something is in the this sky. This is in Hawaii. What is that? And it's not just fireworks lighting up the sky in West Oahu. Perplexed residents on the Leeward Coast are searching for answers. Looks like a giant blue sky penis. After a lit up, <laughs> unidentified flying object reportedly plunged into the ocean near. Yeah, so it's sitting up there and then goes underwater. It's like it's generating its own gravity field and can just push the water out of the way. Weird. I, I mean, how could it possibly do that? It couldn't. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun when we talk UFOs and all of that stuff. Anyway, so, and, and you know, there's been other things like this that we're also seeing some, uh, you know, Cliff High, the WebBot guy, pointed out that there's this stretch of uh, a ridge under the ocean between Antarctica and... Um, southern tip of south america that uh has just you know had this these swarms of earthquakes there's some volcanoes that have started pushing up and i think we're going through a earth expansion event which we'll talk about another time but yeah the earth is i think actually getting bigger like that uh all right oh that's the next day i think Yep, that's where we are. Okay, so Linwood, attorney involved in some of these suits, is on John Roberts' case. This is the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, 
And he's pointing out here that I have publicly accused him and Justice Breyer of being profane anti-Trumpers. You know, he, he quoted the, the telephone call that they had probably because he's heard it, played for him, might even have a copy of it. I have linked Roberts to illegal adoption, Jeffrey Epstein, pedophilia, and prior knowledge of Scalia's death. Did Roberts skip class on definite defamation? Maybe not. Like, again, he's pointing out, if what I'm saying is not true, why isn't he suing me into absolute oblivion right now? Right? And this illegal adoption, there's another tweet that he put out, I think it was today, that points out uh, who did the adoption for two, two little kids and made it official. And he's suggesting that's what he's talking about with the illegal adoption and the kids that he's talking about. The Obamas. Maybe because Michelle can't have kids for some reason. And they needed the nuclear family to present that lie to the American people to push their agenda. Because this guy was just groomed. He was groomed and brought into this this whole role and position. You know, he was just a, just a figurehead, just like Hitler was. Very controlled and, and deliberate in what's presented to the people when the reality behind the scenes, completely different. So maybe that's the connection there. I mean, it's like there's one giant crime family that lives inside the U.S. government. And they have tentacles that reach out everywhere. Okay. Um, there's a tweet here from Patrick Byrne that has been deleted. It was rather interesting. I don't know if it's true or not, but it was so funny that I posted. How epic would that be? Um, it suggested that Pence is going to count the votes right of the electors and declare the number of electors as certified and he gets to count the votes however he wants and the manner in which he's going to count them is to roll out a dominion or similar voting machine <laughs> run the ballots through arrive at a fractional result for the number of electors <laughs> with more uh, votes than possible <laughs> more votes than have been cast uh, declaring Trump the winner and when they object he's going to do a recount and he'll get the paper receipt from the fraudulent Diebold machine and do a audit recount declare Trump still the winner and then order the voting machine to be uh, wiped and, and factory reset <laughs> That would be so epic. I don't know if that's going to happen. There's also, you know, people thinking that uh, Pence is going to get arrested and Pompeo steps in. And that's the ace up their sleeve. He's very, very pro uh, Trump with, you know, his tweets and so forth. So I don't know. I, I just, I'm going to sit back and watch. I think 
I think, you know, this week's we're going to see some things happen here or I don't I don't think this thing's going to have much of a chance. I mean, it still would before the 20th that maybe something's going to roll out, but I think it's uh, getting long in the tooth and it's time to put up or shut up uh, U.S. government. <laughs> so we'll see. Okay. It's from Murray, another video. Irrefutable evidence presented by an expert witness from the Georgia hearing. Now, of course, on the call, they're like, there's no, there's no hearing, uh, no evidence of anything. We haven't seen anything. So you can watch this and see if you agree with them or disagree. I think you're going to disagree. Uh, Georgia hearing showing that based on the data that was provided and used on election night, votes were removed and or flipped from Trump to Biden. You need to watch and share this. Let me see if there's more here. I think there is, and I... Yeah, I only looked at, oh, wow. I only watched the first one. In a few weeks. Okay, but we're definitely going to watch this bit here. I've seen a few examples of statistical irregularities and impossibilities. Now, we'll take a closer look at some vote manipulation within the election database, including explicit vote count switching from one candidate to another. We can see in Dodge County, there's a lot of strange activity going on. The left side of the screen shows incremental votes as they were reported for both election day and absentee. On the right, we can see the total vote counts, which should only be incremental, moving as the county reported in real time. Again, here we're focusing only on Donald Trump's votes. So this wouldn't necessarily be captured at the state totals as they're reported on TV. Since one county's deduction in votes can be offset, by another county's reporting of equal or greater votes. The first question you're gonna to wanna to ask or already have asked is, why are any bars going negative? And the answer is, they shouldn't. Unbeknownst to the general public, votes for Donald Trump were being switched and removed from his total, which often coincided with other precinct updates that simultaneously offset deductions so that they appeared to remain neutral to outside observers. So what they did, Daughtry County, they went in, got the numbers, compared them with, you know, paired them up, matched them up with the state numbers. <coughs> and what they found is somehow there were negative votes cast for Donald Trump. And they were smart enough to, to move those in when other votes came in from other parts of the county so that the total vote counts didn't go down. It just didn't go up by what it should have because they were deleting votes. Across the three counties of Dodge, Daughtry, and Putnam, Trump has over 30,000 votes that simply That's the margin. So the margin's like 11,000, 11, 13,000, something like that. 30,000 votes for Trump right here disappeared from the county, from going from county to the state roll-up. How exactly did that happen for the, for the three counties? So that's not like an isolated incident. That's three counties, more than enough to swing the election. Here, we have clear visibility. But there's no evidence of any fraud. This is all perfectly explainable. And these were the uh, most fair, free, and secure elections in American history. That, that occurred at the county level as we compare two data sources. 
In this case, Donald Trump reported 29,391 votes at 9-11 local time in Bibb County, Georgia. Simultaneously, Joe Biden was reported to have 17,218 votes. Minutes later, at the next reported time update from the precinct data sources, Donald Trump is reported to have 17,218 votes, and Biden now has 29,391 votes. A clear and exact switch of vote totals between candidates. Because there is a time lag between each state-reported aggregation of county results, this type of switch can go undetected in state reporting, as long as it falls after the latest state refresh and before the next state update. So, yeah, there's just no evidence of any fraud, and this goes on and on. So this is... uh, uh, Murray Rothbard on Twitter. It's at Rothbard1776. Um, and I, I haven't watched the rest of this. I, I'll just direct you guys to it. I think you get the idea. But again, no evidence of anything. I mean, I just listened to Brad Ratberger tell the president, you know, he's a Republican. He's on the good guy's side, not the deep state, not China. He's not in their pocket with the governor who, uh, you know, brought in all these Dominion people into the government right before he won the governorship in this, like, upset election where he just wasn't expected to win, but all of a sudden he just pulled it out and and had this miraculous victory? Yeah. This is, uh, this is fine. Everything is fine. They're going to get away with it. Trump has nothing. There's no evidence. This is all just going to go away. All right. Let's go back here. I think, yeah, that was it for the 31st. On to the New Year's Day bombing run. All right. I love this thread from Patrick Byrne right here. Um, He says, big news, counterfeit Fulton County, Georgia ballots. You know, again, that place where there's just no evidence of any fraud or wrongdoing or anything like that. This is all above board. On a tip, our operative entered the Fulton County Atlanta warehouse and took this series of photographs. These are fake ballots. Note the quantity. And there's a picture here of, what is that, 16, uh, 32 boxes. Uh, you know, like a ream of copy paper kind of thing, that size. And there's multiple pallets. Yeah. I mean, pallets and pallets. And it's uh, Fulton, November 2020, General Election Day, PTC combo. Uh, box two of two. There's, what is it? Box quantity has 100, I guess 100 ballots. I don't know. Or 100 packs. It looks like they have about 480 of these bo- boxes. It's a it's a shit ton of ballots, people. <laughs> Just, and then they're going to uh, Dwight Bauer, who's uh, you know voter registration and elections, so you know he's involved because of that shipping label. They went to him, and what did he do with them? Here's another picture inside the fence with, you know, like a five foot stack high of. Uh, you know, four, eight of those uh, stacks of ballots, like five feet high in their uh, plastic reams. And then 
here's closer up and you can see that yes indeed they are ballots they are official ballots and here they are he's got one right there on wednesday afternoon in the georgia senate judiciary uh on wednesday it, on wednesday afternoon in the georgia senate judiciary voted to have these ballots inspected what happened next okay so the government orders Let's go see those ballots. Let's find out what's there. We, we're going to get to the bottom of this, Patrick. We're going to get to the bottom of it, clear this up, and show that clearly there's nothing to see here. Well, uh, shortly after that, rented Enterprise moving vans pulled up to the warehouse and began loading up. I will post that video promptly. And then uh, a shredding company was engaged. They shredded everything, not just a normal shredding either. They... Uh, did not shred into long strips or even tiny confetti. They did military-grade uh, shredding down to tiny spitballs. <laughs> the video of the Enterprise van is too big for me to upload right here, but trust me, there's a video of Enterprise moving vans pulling up at 10 o'clock at night after the Senate subcommittee voted to investigate the stuff, and they got loaded up. Oh, I guess I should mention, we grabbed samples of the fake ones. <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. So that's why there's, you know, no evidence. Or at least they think that there's no evidence. And I think it's about to bite them in the ass, this conference call. Uh, we'll get into this tomorrow, but there's a, there's a couple really key things that he says in there. And it's kind of like a, it's, he's putting them on notice, really, and uh, getting them on the record, saying these things that they know are untrue, that are provably untrue, that are going to be brought back later when the truth comes out to show this guy is just a straight-up liar. And here's Trump calling him out, and Trump ends up yet again being proven correct. That's what the, that call is about. Uh, there goes tomorrow's show. Oh, well. All right. Uh, here's another uh, Linwood tweet here about actor Isaac Cappy. He, uh, now, I didn't know this guy. I'd never heard of him. I, he's apparently been in some blockbuster, like action movies, that sort of thing. Um, and he's... Uh, well, let me read the tweet. On 5-13-2019, uh, so when's that? January, February, March, April, May. Uh, actor Isaac Cappy died after he forced himself off, and that's in quotes, forced himself off a bridge in Arizona. He was 42. His last post on Instagram was, quote, beware the man that has nothing to lose for he has nothing to protect. Isaac knew the lies. I know the key to his treasure trove of truth. Which is a very interesting statement. Uh, so I, you know, I was like, what are you guys talking about? Well, this is him down here. We're going to actually watch a different video that somebody pointed me to. Um, in, in fact, let's go do that right now. So here's, he's like, I, I'm, tweeting here saying i had no idea any of this happened or who this guy is but wow what a story things are about to get interesting um he's in this video here let's see where did you go cappy there he is okay 
This is May, January, March, April. Yeah, May 10th. So three days before he decides to throw himself off of a bridge, he's on here giving this confession video. It's an hour and 20 minutes. It's a live stream. He's answering questions from people in the audience talking about this thing that he did and what he knows and how he gave in to evil and uh, that people are going to hate me when the truth comes out. I made a stupid, stupid decision. I was kind of played. He talks about how he wasn't like set up, but uh, he was certainly like leveraged and played into that. And he doesn't actually say what he did, but he said he went in for the last couple of years and has been trying to uncover this. And that's the treasure trove that I think Len Wood is talking about in this video, three days before he decides to throw himself off a bridge. He says in the video too, that he's not suicidal at all. Of course that can be a mirage and you know, people can just seem happy and uh, because they're kind of like given up uh, and ready to go and want to thank people or whatever. That's common. I think um, I don't know that he did any of that. And in this video, he talks about this split-second decision. I'm guessing that that was to take adrenochrome. And I think he probably, he's talking about children and saving children and on and on. Let's just randomly grab something here and see. It's about to happen. The truth will say. You'll find out soon enough. Talking about what he did. You'll find out soon enough. How bad is it and why would I sell out? Why would I sell out? Good fucking question. Because I always said I would never sell out for a bunch of money. Like I wouldn't. I would just not do it. Right? But it turns out I did it for much less. Like a ridiculous... It's, it's on the par of Judas. It's so awful, guys. I know. You're sick. I'm sick. We're all sick. I did not join the Illuminati. Is Vegan Mikey okay? I don't know. I haven't talked to him. Has someone manipulated? Well, that's where we're getting into a little... Talking about how he made this bad decision. Some things that induced the decision. Like they groomed him. They do this to people all the time. Am I going to leave the country? I might. Something bad is about to happen? Yeah, something bad's about to happen. Something bad is about to, to see happen? what's in there. Yeah, something bad's oh, about to nothing. happen. The truth will set you free. The truth is I did And he talks about how I didn't know, I don't know when this is going to come out or how it's going to break, but, you know, it's it's weird. He's basically... To, you know, dropping so many hints in this thing as to what's coming. It directly ties in uh, with the after P stuff. He's he's even a follower of that. And he, they asked him, are you going to be, is your initials going to be in brackets? He's like, yeah, probably. This is the same kind of thing that uh, Patrick Byrne was talking about as well, being brought into this world of blackmail and leverage and, uh, everything else with Clinton 
and the bribes so that Obama could run a puppet government using that leverage. And three days later, he's thrown himself off of a bridge, forcing himself off of a bridge. Very, very interesting. If you want to go watch this, it's uh, Isaac Cappy's last video. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, I think, um, I think it's about to get really interesting. This is not just about the election like I've been telling you guys. This is about so much more than that. Okay. Uh, let's do this one right here. Uh, this is this is great. The new inclusive words include parent, child, sibling, parent, sibling, First cousin, sibling, uh, first cousin, sibling's child, spouse, parent-in-law, child-in-law, sibling-in-law, step-parent, step-child, step-sibling, half-sibling, or grandchild. This is from a new Pelosi uh, House rules that she's drafted for the 117th Congress. Gendered terms like father, daughter, mother, and son are soon outlawed. Sorry, you can't use those gender identifying words anymore. The rules package will be voted on when the new Congress assembles. And cultural husbandry, uh, smart guy, he, you know, he comes up with really unique viewpoints on things. I love where he goes with this. The archaic non-inclusive and offensive terms to be replaced include father, mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, first cousin, nephew, niece, husband, wife, father-in-law, mother-in-law, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, stepfather, stepdaughter, stepson, stepdaughter, stepbrother, stepsister, half-brother, half-sister, grandson, or granddaughter. From 1984, quote, it's a beautiful thing, the destruction of worlds. Of course, the great wastage is in the verbs and adjectives, but there are hundreds of nouns that can be got rid of as well. Isn't it? Uh, it isn't only the synonyms, there are also the antonyms. After all, what justification is there for a word which is simply the opposite of some other word? A word contains the opposite in itself. Take good, for instance. If you have a word like good, what need is there for a word like bad? Ungood will do just as well better because it's an exact opposite, which is neither, uh, which the other is not. Or again, if you want a stronger version of good, what sense is there in having a whole string of vague, useless words like excellent and splendid and all the rest of them plus good covers the meaning or double plus good. If you want something stronger still, of course we use those forms already, but in the final version of Newspeak there'll be nothing else. In the end, the whole notion of goodness and badness will be covered by only six words. In reality, only one word. Don't you see the beauty of that, Winston? It was B.B.'s idea originally, of course, he added as an, as an afterthought. It's from Orwell in 1951. Those who control the language control thought. It's that simple. By controlling the language, the left controls the way that people think with a limited vocabulary, the people are limited in how much they can think as well as what they think about. 
It's about controlling the narrative, right? And this is, uh, Reagan really brought this in. Is this about, uh, you know, me having the CIA deal drugs uh, with the cartels to come up with uh, money to buy arms to fund insurgencies around the world? No, no. This is about America and freedom and stopping the communists. Do you want to stop the communists or do you want to complain about all that silly nonsense? <laughs> I mean, that, that's what they do. They continually frame what's acceptable discussion, right? It's wildly dangerous and dystopian. People aren't aware of what is happening or why. Acts like these are only individual steps towards a greater end goal, and those in power live well, so they don't mind if it takes generations. In another passage, uh, Syme says to Watson, quote, Don't you see that the whole aim of Newspeak is to narrow the range of thought? In the end, we shall make thought crime literally impossible because there will be no words in which to express it. The people will be so dumbed down, so limited in their thought patterns, in their expressions, in what they can think about because they literally have taken the words away from them. Every concept that can be needed will be expressed by exactly one word with its meaning rigidly defined and all its subsidiary meanings rubbed out and forgotten. Oh, maybe that's page 52, not 51. Yeah, I think I got that wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway. And that's, you know, they, they want to... Uh, I, I've been showing you guys... Here's, uh, you know, here's the facts. Here's what's being presented in these uh, uh, testimony, in these uh, public hearings. Here's what's happening with the lawsuits. Here's what, here's the documents. Here's what the experts are looking at, on and on and on. And then I bring in every now and then one of these mainstream medias that's filled with hate and anger and hostile uh, words, trying to steal the election, discount your vote. Uh, desperate conspiracy theories. Uh, it's a ploy. He's scared. He just doesn't want to admit that he's wrong. This and that. And it's all designed to instill uh, anger to control you. And at the same time, they're attacking the vocabulary and limiting accepted speech. What happens when they pass this down to the schools? Why do you think those schools are there? Do you think it's to teach you how to be a successful entrepreneur, how to join them? Or to teach you to accept the message, the methods by which they control you. That's what public education is about. It's about training to be a good citizen, to obey the state, pay their taxes, and do what you're told. And then they can come along and shape society and mold it into whatever they want. And they don't need as many of us as they used to. That's where they're taking this. With people's inability to commit thought crime, the hope of the left is that the people will no longer act out in disruptive or subversive behavior or any behavior that is contrary to that which the left approves. In the extreme, this is so that they are never even questioned. The left have 
uh, complete control over people in every way, right down to their thoughts. And the people will become essentially mindless zombies who are willing to worship and do what they are told with no questions asked. This is destructive to human race and genocidal. And he's 100% correct. He or she, I'm guessing he. I wonder if he's a father. <laughs> I think that's really profound. And that, you know, I talk to you guys about propaganda from a different way, but we've never really talked about the language itself and how they're using that to further close down what's acceptable speech, right? That's what all of this cancel culture, oh, you can't say that, you're a white person, how dare you say that? All of this. That's why I eventually just decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm throwing all that, all their government banned words, that's what they are, throwing all that out the window, and I'm going to say whatever I think. And this is why. Okay. Now, you've seen this one before. Uh, the last time we showed it to you, it was in red and white, uh, and it basically points out the number of votes that Obama, Trump, and Biden got, the number of counties, uh, the bellwether counties, these 19 uh, bellwether counties, the three key states, and winning and losing House seats. And it shows how Obama and Trump, pretty similar in a lot of ways. You know, Trump was even more popular than Obama, but and Biden's like a fraction of what Obama was doesn't kill me but somehow he got millions more votes right uh seven million votes more than trump and so uh ken Coa breaks this down a little bit when you win a record low 17 percent of counties lose black and hispanic support lose 16 out of 17 bellwether counties lose to ohio florida and iowa lose 27 out of 27 house toss-ups but you shatter the popular vote record. Over the last 40 years, the 17 bellwether counties went to the winning candidate 148 of 153 times, 97%. Uh, but somehow, Joe Biden won one of 17 of the bellwether counties in 2020 and still managed to outperform every presidential candidate in U.S. history. Wow, he's just that spectacular. Folks, when you lose 40%, 48% of the primary vote, lose the primary in Iowa and New Hampshire, and your running mate is the first one to drop out of the race, not very popular among Democrats, maybe, uh, but then somehow outperform John F. Kennedy, Bill Clinton, and Barack, Barack Obama in the election. He's talking about Kamala, Kamala Harris <laughs> dropped out of the primary before because she was doing so terribly because nobody likes her she's a phony the winner of ohio has won every single election for the last 60 years and the winner of ohio florida and iowa has won every single election for the last 150 years except for 1960 but biden lost ohio florida and iowa and still somehow managed to pull off the biden miracle when are you such an effective presidential candidate for the Democrats that Republicans win more state chambers, Republicans win 27 out of 27 House toss-ups, air quotes around toss-ups, and Republicans take home big victories all across the country, but you somehow win the presidency as a Democrat? Just miraculous. 
Like we're witnessing the virgin fucking birth here, I think. When every incumbent who receives 75% or more of the primary vote has gone on to re-win election and your opponent wins 94% of the primary vote, meaning that he's popular among Republicans, but you somehow outperform every presidential challenger in U.S. history. In a century of election data suddenly flips and there also happens to be more documented fraud than any modern election more Americans believe 2020 was fraudulent than 2016. Maybe, just maybe, it's not some Biden miracle, but a fraudulent election? Clearly not. No. I mean, we heard from CISA. This guy's just lost it, right? Because CISA told us it was the most safest, secure election in U.S. history. Everything is fine. This is fine. I like that little look there. Okay. Uh, so Trump came out. This is on uh, January 1st. And, and this is maybe this big thing that he's talking about uh, that ties in with the riddles. But I, I think there's other things that were put in place on January 1st that are going to become important later. But I think this is a great step. Uh, hospitals are now required effective immediately to publish their real prices, which will create competition and drive down uh, costs massively. Won the lawsuit last week, bigger than healthcare. It's called price transparency. You know, get some of those market signals in there so that you can price shop because you can't do that today. They don't even know what they're going to charge you. <laughs> and the whole thing's a scam with insurance. I, I mean, it's just... They've created such an incredible mess of the healthcare system. They just need to get out of it and get the, the uh, that's for another time. <laughs> okay. And then we covered Cappy right there. All right. This is from Mindy Robertson. She's in Nevada and is a activist doing a lot of stuff uh, around the, the election. 56,000 ballots were separated from their envelopes, adjudicated, and made untraceable. 42,000 people voted twice, but Nevada's four-time arrested radical leftist attorney genital refuses to look at any of it. What are we supposed to do when people in charge of investigating fraud are in on it? And it goes to this article. It's not really worth going to, but it they did, uh, they did a court case where they requested to or they brought up examples, what they neglected to put in is kind of what it points out, were, were these uh, adjudicated um, ballots that were made untraceable, you know, like we talked about where you bring in the image and then you select for them what, what they voted for. And we had like these massive, I'm, I'm guessing that might be related to the, let's see if it's the same state or not. Nevada, yeah shows a 70% error allowable is 0. 0.0005. That's probably referring to exactly what Mendy is tweeting out about because that's where they would error out the ballots, send them off to the adjudication room where they get to pick what you voted for and break the chain of custody. And then they're getting rid of ballots. So, and that happens 70% of the time. And what's allowable is a one in a thousand or one in 2000 looks like or 10,000 maybe I don't know <laughs> so
yeah, but there's nothing to see here. Literally no evidence. It's rather disturbing. They're pulling the occupancy police have arrived. You have six of the humans in your residential dwelling. That is over the allotment by one human. We will be removing one human. Yeah, folks. But the cops, they're gonna be here to protect your rights through all of this. They're not just gonna blindly follow stupid fucking orders. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't come and round up your guns through, uh, you know, mass confiscations because we have Trump who said the red flag laws are a good thing, which is mass gun confiscation as long as the government approves it first, which is the first step. That's always how it goes. And uh, XRJ here is pointing out, you know, but he's Canadian. That's, that's where this happened in Canada. But having literally thousands of people in West Edmonton Mall on Boxing Day is a-okay. But here they are dragging people from their homes. This is about control and dominance and ratcheting up their power and control over you and setting the precedent so they can then take it to another level. Well, you know, we had that COVID thing. Now we got to do this It's for your safety they're here to protect and serve the shit out of you just like these cops uh, this is from Tim Pool I, you guys have kind of pointed me to him and so I've been paying a little more attention to him I really like some of the things that he tweets out uh, they took the thin blue line flag and walked over it and then threw it in the street as the cops drove by and the look that oh man I'm, I'm gonna enjoy this one police are about to lose what little support they had left and I I, I don't know that they're going to lose support because there's so many people that just blindly support the police no matter what they do until it affects them personally. Like, they don't care. Uh, as the police disappeared, the right-wingers took turns stepping on thin blue line flag they had originally bought to support the cops. <laughs> Quote, you have been declared to be treasonous, yelled uh, one yelled at officers leaving only punish one punishment for treason and fuck the blue. And there's a video here and they're dragging the thin blue line flag through the mud, through the dirt, they're stepping on it. No, it's not. It's not an American flag. It's a fucking gang symbol lady. The American flag doesn't have a blue stripe on it, so it's not an American flag. That is a gang symbol by an organization responsible in the U.S. for killing 2,000 people, over 2,000 people a year. Like they're killing three people a day. And most of these, very much preventable. They're doing no-knock warrant, no-knock raids. They're fabricating evidence. They're stealing out of uh, uh, suspects, you know, evidence rooms. They're dealing drugs. Most of them are, uh, you know, cops are way, way higher when it comes to spousal abuse, physical and verbal spousal abuse, way higher. That's why so many of them are alcoholics because, you know, they have this hard job, but they're also 
is so programmed, right? And so these guys are dragging this thing through the street. I guess they got to see, oh yeah, I guess they're not here to protect my rights. That's there for fallen officers, no. That was there originally with just, uh, you know, the same rectangle with black with a blue line through the middle, and they put that on their cars so that when they got pulled over, you'd know that was kind of the secret code for, uh, I'm a cop, you know, don't don't uh, shoot me or, or and let me go kind of thing. And they'd take pictures in their uniform so that when they give another cop their driver's license, they get to see, oh, this guy's a cop. Let me do him a favor because that's how it works. It's what my stepdad did. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then that thin blue line thing became known and everybody started using it and it lost its value. And now it's become popularized on flags and all sorts of things where they desecrate the flag that they claim to uphold and protect the principles of. But really the fact is they're here to not serve and protect you, but serve and protect the thing that guarantees their paycheck and their pension. And that is the state. And if the state tells them they need to now go and round up your guns as part of a red flag, you know, special case here. Special case. This is just a special case. Well, let me read you something here. First, they came for the socialists. And I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. And I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. And I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. That's where this goes. That's their plan. Ratchet up, ratchet up. Start at the fringe, start at the extremes, and move in, and move in, and move in, and move in. Well, we have drug war. Now we're going to need to kick in your door without notice. We're going to need to rifle through your car when we stop you looking for expired uh, prescription pill bottles so that we can uh, extort money from you, put it in our pockets, and hopefully people are waking up to this. And I love that right there. He just throws it in the street. And they're looking. There's a bunch of them loaded up on this truck, being slowly driven out, and they see exactly what they're doing. I think that's incredibly powerful feedback, especially when these guys were here to wave that flag in support. And now they're realizing, no, these guys don't give a fuck about us. They care about themselves. And their power and authority and continuance of their system. That's what police care about. And there's a great article, uh, Confessions of a Former Bastard Cop. If you want to go read that, I've uh, tweeted it out several times. If you just search uh, Confessions of a Former Bastard Cop, you'll read uh, you know, a long account of 
this cop who talks about the mentality within the police departments and how they look for ways to fuck people over rather than help them. And it's very eye-opening because it's, it's that way, right? Like I was friends with Bradley Jardis, who was the first cop, active duty cop, to join LEAP, which was Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Uh, and he was the only, you know, there were lots of members, former cops, former prosecutors, former judges, former uh, attorneys and whatnot, but he was the only active duty one, and his department turned on him. All The brotherhood was suddenly no longer his brother. They tried to get him fired. The chief tried to get him fired. We uh, went to a city council me meeting, showed, I, you know, showed up with my big camera. There's a cop there with a dead rat and a slash through it. No rats. <laughs> of course, he was the, uh, the drunk that was on the force and was drinking on the job. And when that was brought up, oh, no, uh, HIPAA rules. You can't talk about that, even though it's public record. And okay, we won't talk about it. I mean, they came out after him with everything they could because it's a, it's a, uh, it's a gang. And the gang thinks a certain way and wants to behave a certain way. And they want to make mistakes with impunity. And they want to be able to be behave in whatever way they think is appropriate with impunity. And they get addicted to adrenaline. You know, Barry Cooper was a friend for a while. He was the most successful Texas narcotics agent. Uh, did more busts than anybody. He was good at, like, seeing the details. The rubber bands on the steering column because they're dealing with cash the you know various things that he would spot and like he was busting people left and right and he talked about to ian about uh how in the beginning you know he'd pull he'd turn the sirens on pull somebody over and that, like that was a rush and it was awesome and then yeah it really didn't do it anymore and then he would do something a little more extreme right and eventually he said it got to the point where he'd pull somebody over find kilos of cocaine in their car, uh, have them stand at the, at the back of their car, uncuffed, and he would go back in his car to do paperwork. And he was just like waiting, hoping that the person would run so that he could chase them down and bash their head in because he was addicted to adrenaline. That's their drug of choice. So... outside the box i talk about whatever i want on my show if you don't like it you don't have to listen so that's how this goes all right uh anyway so there's a lot of problems with policing and marketizing it i think is a incredible solution all right we've got this texas guy ted cruz i'm not a huge fan of uh, he's going to challenge, they're going to reject the election results. I think I have this open. Yeah. Uh, we intend to vote on January 6th to reject the electors from disputed states as not quote regularly given and quote lawfully certified the statutory requisite, uh, unless and until that emergency 10 day audit is completed. The group said in a statement on Saturday. Uh, and, of course, how is this being played by CBS News, the I, 
on America? These last ditch challenges are not going to change the outcome of the election. Underlined election. Okay, maybe that's because it's a link. And Mr. Biden is set to be inaugurated on January 20th. These efforts are an attempt to curry favor with President Trump and his base. Like, that's the only reason these guys are doing it. There's no chance this could possibly succeed. That's why, like, all of these former Secretary of Defense scumbags have come out in this op-ed saying he just has to, he has to quit. He has to resign. Trump's got to go. Because they are not at all worried that uh, Biden may not become the president. They're not worried at all. It's, it's all fine. There is nothing to see here. We are not panicking. We're going to have a calm and orderly transition to the Biden presidency. This is fine. Okay. Yeah, I don't even want to listen to that guy. Blah. All right, last one here. Little word. If you guys have questions, yeah, you got two minutes to come up with a question and get it in. Of what to do once you contract the virus has been spoken about. Um, the word treatment did come up, but it was not spoken about what treatments are available for people. At the last meeting, there was a gentleman who spoke and he stated that he has contracted the virus. He was terrified, stayed in his apartment for a month sick, but didn't know what to do. This county is doing a massive disservice to the people by not ever speaking about uh, ways that you can either protect yourself from contracting the virus other than these nasty things which are causing strep throat, all kinds of lesions around the mouth, and all kinds of nasty things, but you all know this. I don't know why. Bacterial infections. I'm telling you, you know this. Um, but that's all you talk about. Versus um, my family, I contracted COVID over the summer. Um, my husband did. My And I have permission to speak on all of this in regards to the people I will be speaking about. My father, who is 70 years old, did. My mother did. My pregnant best friend did. And her husband. We all had it. My children. We all had it over the summer. But guess what? We knew what to do, how to protect ourselves. I didn't live in fear. I didn't sit in my house cowering, afraid. I knew that I needed to take zinc, vitamin D, quercetin, quinine, which is a natural derivative of hydroxychloroquine, oregano oil, vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C. My father went to the beach, socially distanced from everyone around him for two hours every day, and he got over it faster than we did. So this... Natural vitamin D. That's what I've been telling you guys from the beginning. And like, where has the focus been? These medical experts pretend like the body's immune system doesn't fucking exist. Like you don't need to feed it the base building blocks, either through good food or getting out in the sunlight. Nope, nope, you're locked down. Don't you dare even walk your dog. Your dog needs to shit on the floor and then you need to clean it up, slave. They arrested a guy literally for and find him for walking his dog outside of his apartment they did exactly the opposite of what really would have made sense they never once talked about the vitamins i tried to get julia to bring this up i don't know that she ever did what role does the body's immune system play in preventing, if you do get it, preventing it from taking hold, preventing it from being severe? If you go look at you know Joe Rogan's dis- discussion with uh, Randa, Dr. Randa Patrick, she points out the studies that show 
the people in the ICU admitted to the hospital, they're eighties, they're like 86 to 94% vitamin D deficient or severely deficient. I forget the, the different breakdowns, but it's, you know, causation is not correlation at the same time. Seems to be a very interesting pattern here with what we know about vitamin D and what it does with the immune system. And it's cheap and easy, but no, it's masks. And we're looking at data that's showing higher infection rates. I'm sure there's people that want to explain that away for one reason or another for people wearing masks. You've got Florida being an outlier now, just like Sweden was, showing that these mandates really haven't helped. It, it, they, they have a lighter caseload than all of these states that had the mandates. And it goes on and on. Of course, in Wuhan, China, they're out in, uh, you know, on the town celebrating New Year's, bringing in the New Year's, while New York, New York City is desolate and empty. What do you think that signals to the Chinese people? What do you think that signals to the American people when they control you in this manner? Tell you how many people you can have in your house when you're allowed to go out, what you're allowed to do, when your business is allowed to open, how many tables you can use, what capacity you're allowed to run it at. Based on science, well, seems like some pretty shitty science when you actually look at it. This county is doing a major disservice. I heard Dr. Alonzo today. She stated that if you come in contact with someone who's contracted COVID-19, but you've been wearing your mask and distancing yourself, you shouldn't have to worry. If that's really the case, then how come 60% of the people who tested positive in New York were at home the whole time? That's bull, and you all know it. So you allow these things, these, these propaganda pieces to be pushed out constantly on Facebook, but you're not actually talking about real things that could help people. So we know that this is not about helping people, because if it was, you would be speaking about those things. You'd be speaking about the treatments, and I've mentioned yep. this multiple times. So you would be, and I can, again, I can speak from my own personal experience at this point of how I got over it and how I am standing here before you today perfectly fine. And the fact that you are continuing this political theater, which we know that it is, is not okay. The that lady has sung, the curtain has come down, the audience has gone home, end it. <laughs> yes, that is my, that's how I deliver speeches to these people. <laughs> Just let them have it. All right, that's it. We made it through five, actually six days of bombing runs. Let's see what you guys got here. How much for the Kraken mug? It's not for sale, but you can get your own from Jayla. Uh, she makes them. But I'm keeping that one. I like it. Uh, so did Oprah uh, Jeffrey Winsec Epstein? I don't know what you're saying there, big picture guy. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, are you aware of pers persistence and the skate stake dropping that uh, is currently taking place with Terra Luna down the road, Matic, Polkadot, and Tezos? No, I'm not. I'm not. 
Oprah, all girl, uh, all girl schools in Africa used to provide Jeffrey Epstein. Ah, okay, I see. That's interesting. I think you know whatever whatever it is, whatever they used is going to eventually come out. So. All right, let's see what Jack's got. Oh, this is today. We'll cover it tomorrow, guys. Hell yeah, we're about to see them aliens. Eh, I don't know, maybe. I think we're about to see like a change in technology and society and so forth. So, uh, percent chance Biden will be arrested? I don't know. I mean, it could happen. I, I, the, the evidence is there. Is the government compromised to the point where, you know, it's it's this open and apparent how corrupt the system is? I hope not, but it could be. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a big drop with XRP. There may not be. My question is, do you think the accusations about Roberts will be addressed by Trump before the 6th? Uh, I think, I think there's going to be some kind of big reveal where they just start laying this out, blam, 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 not just with Roberts, but with all of them. And they, they're, they throw this whole thing together. Um, so I, I don't know when that's going to be. It might be this next week that we have coming up. Uh, it could be sometime before the 20th. If it doesn't happen by then, I think, uh, you know, Trump lost kind of thing. So we'll see. Your take on Lynn Wood and Jenna Ellis fighting? Yeah, I don't really care. It's just whatever. Uh, do, does Ukraine have warrants for the Bidens? I don't know. I didn't watch that whole detailed video. Uh, oh, and actually, we skipped that. Let's see i think if i go in here so right here is the actual accompanying press conference that they did or i guess this is six months ago oh that's interesting where they played uh the phone call i believe it was meeting with tomorrow and Groys, with Arseny and Groisman tomorrow, ask him to support Lutsenko and uh, to accelerate, accelerate the process, process for the consultation, consultation with, the with the faction. And next week uh, to have a voting on the uh, general prosecutor of his chief. Uh, That's the guy Biden wants to get rid of, I think. And I hope that uh, uh, the, that the uh, signal of support uh, would be vitally important for me and he is already uh, present to me the first of all he has a clear picture of the reform in uh, general prosecutor office and he is interested very much to anyway, work with the united states there's more the to that and he talks through you know it, it's it's very clear what was happening it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this stuff out 
they've got all the wires and transfers and everything else. So <clears throat> it will probably come out. See a market crash this week with election arrests. I say that's uh, very probable because uh, and the stock market's so propped up. I mean, the Fed's going to step in and try and do what they can to keep it high. So maybe not. But I, I would say at least to some extent, yes. Uh, if you believe in, uh, if you did believe in proof of work, doesn't Digibyte kick BTC's butt faster and much cheaper transaction fees? Yes, it does. And Digibyte actually has some deals that are, I think, in the works with governments. I actually hold a little bit um, because, uh, you know, I think there's some major adoption coming. So I'm not a maximalist at all. What do you think is actually in the vaccine? I have no idea. You know, it's a, it's a new process. They're modifying your DNA. I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. Uh, Sam, is this true? According to Tucker Carlson, Mike Novogratz gives money to support Antifa and BLM via a third party. I haven't heard that. I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. You know, a lot of these guys are globalists. They are. And they want to, you know, control the agenda. It's better, you know, look at what happened with this, with all these shutdowns. The billionaires got more billions Right, Bezos, he made out really well. Small businesses, not so much. So more centralization for them is a good thing. They, they do not have your best interest in, at heart, and that's why government is such a dangerous thing to have out there because it has this ultimate power, and they get to harness that power using their money, using their influence, using their lobbyists, using their ability to write legislation, hand it to the politicians, send them five, ten, twenty thousand dollars to their pack, make some kind of sweetheart deal with a family member behind the scenes and push whatever kind of dystopian shit they want on you. It's the whole thing is corrupt top to bottom. It's for sale. And you're the product. You're the commodity. Uh, thank you for all you do. I uh, really be. I'm really enjoying these bombing runs. Uh, and even if Trump loses, at least we know the truth. Yeah, I agree. We'll know how much shit we're in. How how bad the world's about to get. Uh, Biden has to eventually correct, or Bitcoin has to eventually correct, and XRP will take more of a downside from it. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. That could happen. Uh, if Pence were to get arrested, would you rather see Pompeo or Flynn step in and why? I don't know. I don't worship these guys. I'm not a big fan of e any of them. They're politicians. So I don't, I don't even care. Uh, so should we all keep a lot of popcorn around to watch the show? I hope. I hope we, you know, we'll have some fun ass live streams if this thing all comes out. Trust me. And we have internet, we'll have to see. But I'll be recording them with what I can learn and discern. Biden's arrest and XRP clarity on the same astrological day? I, I don't know. Your take on Nasera Jacera, I think it's a bunch of crap. 
I've actually taken the time to read it. It contradicts itself. It really makes not a lot of sense. Uh, if you look into actually the history of it, there's so much crap around it. It's, it's not legislation that's been passed anywhere as far as I know. It's like this thing that's been written and has been passed around on the internet and now it has this cult following and I, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. But you're free to think that it's real and that all your debts are going to be wiped away and uh, you're going to all we're all going to be made rich. I don't I don't really think that. Are the stimulus checks warming up for UBI? I think they're certainly pushing that narrative. And you know what? When people are on your payroll, they're much easier to control. You think this crypto market pump will crash this week too, or is it the start of alt season? I'm not sure, guys. Go. That's a question for a blockchain backer, I would say. I, I don't know, guys. Uh, You'll have to make your own decisions on that stuff. I don't do charts and TA. Find somebody I like backer. Mm, yeah, you know, there's others that do it for XRP. Go find one of them. And if you think they know what they're talking about, then you know, make your decision accordingly. Uh, I think I'll get out my 10 gauge shotgun and shoot down a UAP. <laughs> Always wanted stuffed alien in my trophy room. Why would you want to do that? They could just be peaceful. Here you're trying to kill them. That sends a great message. So who do you want to be president? Um, well, that's like asking me which half of a shit sandwich I would like for lunch. Aside with onions or without. And I'm pointing out to you, I'd rather not eat shit. Sam, sometimes I feel uh, a part of a cult here with, with you all. Yes, this is definitely a cult. We're drinking the Kool-Aid next tomorrow. Tomorrow, Kool-Aid day. <laughs> have a good night, Ann. Okay, yep. I think we'll wrap it up there unless you guys have some questions. You know, they're kind of quiet. All right, there you go, guys. Thank you. Enjoyed it. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll cover the Trump call tomorrow. Kind of go through some of that stuff and... Uh, I'll look around a bit more and, and see what's happening. Uh, i trying to think if there's anything else. Nope, that's it. All right, guys, enjoyed it. We'll catch y'all next broadcast. Hello. My name is Montague William III. And what I will tell you may well sound absurd. But the less who believe it, the better for me. For you see, I'm in banking and big industry. For many a year, we have controlled your lives while you all just struggle and suffer in strife. We created the things that you really don't need, your sports cars and fashions and plasma TVs. I remember it clearly how all this began, family secrets, from father to son. Inherited knowledge that gives me the edge while you people lie sleeping at night in your beds. We control the money that controls your lives while you worship false idols 
and wouldn't think twice of selling your souls for a place in the sun. These things that just won't matter when your time is done. But as long as they're there to control the masses, I just sit back and consider my assets. Safe in the knowledge that I have it all, while you common people are losing your jobs. You see, I just hold you in utter contempt. But the smile on my face, well, it makes me exempt. For I have the weapon of global TV, which gives us connection and invites empathy. You would really believe that we look out for you while we bankers and brokers are only a few. But if you saw that, then you'd take back the power. Hence daily terrors to make you all cower. The panics, the crashes, the wars and the illness that keep you from finding your spiritual wholeness. We rig the game and we buy out both sides to keep you enslaved in your pitiful lives. So, go out and work as your body clock fades and when it's all over, a few years from the grave, you'll look back on all this and just then you'll see that your life was nothing, a mere fantasy. There are very few things that we don't now control. To have lawyers and police force was always a goal. Doing our bidding as you march on the street, but they never realise they're only just sheep. For real power resides in the hands of a few. You voted for parties. What more could you do? But what you don't know is they're one and the same. Old Gordon has passed. Good old David, the reins. And you'll follow the leader who was put there by you. But your blood, it runs red, while our blood runs blue. But you simply don't see it's all part of the game. Another distraction, like money and fame. Get ready for wars in the name of the free. Vaccinations for illness, that will never be. The assault on your children's impressionable minds and a microchipped world. You'll put up no fight. <laughs>